This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The summer. It's a time when football fans recover from previous disappointments and start to rebuild confidence in their teams, new players, new staff, new kits, clear heads and new belief. This is our year. It's our time. And 20 minutes into the first game, football reaches in its cold, damp, claspy hand and clangs onto that ball of positivity and squeezes every last sinew of positive and good thinking out of it, leaving you bereft, <laughs> feeling numb. Welcome to episode 148 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Jetson's there, Billy Kidd. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Oi, thank you. Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And good evening and welcome to the podcast. New manager Danny Schofield doesn't get the start we'd hoped for. Town delivering a rather bleak first half before an improvement in the second. Dean Hoyle faced the media for the first time and we've signed a special guest as we go from offensive to the offensive. With myself, Matt Shaw, we've got Cozzy Bear, we've got Johnny Gillespie and the son of Jarrell, a podcast superman when it comes to writing, producing and voice acting. It's Adam Jarrell. How are we doing, guys? What a fantastic intro. <laughs> I just need to check to make sure people can hear us online because that could all be for nothing. So if, if you're listening online, let us know if you can hear us. Um, it's if you working, can, Matt. I can, hear, all... I can hear you. I'm mute with you though, but yeah. Good. Uh, well, that's probably what everyone else has done. That's why we've got no comments. So <laughs> there we go. So welcome back to uh, Andy Takes That Chance. Um, it's been an eventful week, hasn't it? All the uh, all the build-up of the football, and here it comes, and within... 15 minutes, you, you wish you back on your pre-season holidays, don't you? But Huddersfield Town, nil, Burnley won. Um, 
before we get fired in, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to bear in mind we are aware of what happened last year. Huddersfield lost five one at home to Fulham, and we went on and finished third. So what we say if you know anyone wants to tear into the team or anyone wants to praise the team either way we are aware that you know things can turn very quickly and it is one game out of 46 so before we move on i'm going to throw this hand grenade to you cosy so the first half i almost went it's neil warnock then one the first half the second half, you know but the first half cosy um let us know your thoughts wow as as opening uh arts go to a, a campaign and you know what, it was quite interesting, Ronnie, because I think if everyone else were like us, I, I had about 18 people text me and goes, oh, shush, this is the team for tonight. And I don't think anyone else got this team and that as well, but it was exactly the team that started. And I and I thought, oh, dear. So, obviously, there were no none of the new signings playing and there were people that were nowhere near the team uh, that finished the end of the season that Carlos had, had obviously deemed, you know, kind of surplus to uh, starting games. So... I were very unenthused uh, with that team that I saw, and it was confirmed at seven o'clock. On so I kind of plodded down, let's say, plodded down from uh, from the Carousel pub on across Church Street. Pretty much, do we have to go? And uh, I'm afraid the first half panned out as yeah, pretty much like I thought. It just seemed to me a team to to defend, to to just hit them on the break and yeah like you can say we pretty we did that with quite a lot of cows but i didn't see any way we could hurt burnley this was before we kicked the ball i just i just thought for a, a new coach and again and this could be totally brutal and hopefully it makes us look makes me look a bit daft later i just thought this is dan schofield's chance to really send out a message here to really send out a statement and you know but obviously he's gonna know if players are fit and, and new players and he's seen enough of them as well but to be honest but I just the first half panned out like I thought that team would. I thought, but well, the one thing you did think though, kick someone about, put a blow in. The crowd was really good. I was surprised. I, I thought with summer holidays and stuff, and obviously live on Sky. God, I know so many people on holiday. I'm watching it in this bar and that bar. I, I thought there'd be a lot more empty seats in the what. So there were plenty in there. The atmosphere was good. You know, kind of starting and wow, the whistle went and it was horrendous. The for five minutes where Burnley at the start kind of. Almost like to me, we're just getting into gear and stuff. But after that, it's hard to remember. Although people will probably throw Bournemouth. You remember that Bournemouth one where Crooks obviously up at Middlesbrough. Yeah, that 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 is. I know you can say Fulham, but obviously we would have kind of another game in there, won't we? I know. I think we played at Derby, didn't we, the week before, or whatever. But it, yeah, it looked like no one knew each other. It looked like what I kind of feeling, thinking, why the hell are we? I'm going on a tangent here, Anna, but. It's like we're playing all these games on the same day. There's two, one team playing, one team they're playing there. My thoughts were, how the hell are they going to like be coherent? I keep, I kept hearing, you know, well they've gone that way because they want to get, you know, they get energy into the legs, you know, minutes into the legs. Well, the team looked unfit. It looked as though it had never seen each other before. I've just got to be honest with you. I can't sit here and just say anything different. Really, that first half was as bad as it's ever been. And. There were a video that we've got over in our internal communications group where, and Pozza were on it as well, the infamous Karoma just, it was an incredible moment. It reminded me of, uh, God, I forgot his name, the winger that we had. We were only on loan, he played at Burnley and he ran the ball out down the touchline and everyone's looking at, oh God, I'll, I'll have to Google Could it. Could be about 30 of those, Cosy, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go from Middlesbrough, Matt. Come on, give me a name before I kind of finish. Oh, Mustafa Karyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mustafa Karyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those moments where 
he just like rolled it, run out of, down, touched that turf more. It's like he just run the ball out of here, incredible. And and that Chroma bit, and he panned it. I don't know if you've seen it back, but Posse came on. There were other people just look <laughs> stunned, and 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 they picked up on it. Didn't they come to us thinking, wow, this was a place that were bouncing. So yeah, hopefully I've got all the kind of negative just But that first half was as bad as it's has been, and it were hardly it hardly needed much to be better second half. But yeah, I think I'll end there for the time being. My name's Richard. <laughs> uh johnny we'll throw it back over to you now so um town for my money looks um disorganized um i think there's a lot of truth in what cosy says about how they didn't seem to know each other and it felt a bit like a team that had trained together um and that you know and also played separately which i think there's probably some good things to that and maybe some negative things to that but they just seemed a little yeah. bit um a little everything. There were a couple of little differences. The system, the shape was slightly different, wasn't it? Dwayne Holmes pushed up to make a, a sort of a four-four-one-one, which really exposed John Russell and Jonathan Hogg. And you can maybe come on to that um, because essentially Burnley pushed the fullbacks up, didn't they? And then narrowed off in the middle, which really caused the overload in, in sort of central areas, which you know whereby Hoggy and Russell were were outmanned and out, outnumbered and. After ten minutes, it seemed obvious that we needed to drop drop Dwayne back to you know bulk out the numbers in midfield but it, it never came um so there's a couple of things here that i'll lead you on to one of them for me was that it felt very yanziva championship didn't it one of those type of games where whereby it's starting from a low base the second half will come on to shortly and the second half was much better so uh, you know we're not going to completely double foot them from the start um but people are slagging off hoggy and russell online um and they're writing them off as well, which to me seems a little bit churlish and early. Um, but talk us through tactically how Town lined up, that system. And was it a case of Burnley just being tactically better than us or were we dazzled by Vincent Company's bright white trainers on the touchline? Because they were very they were bright. They were very bright. I see right behind him and they were very bright. They were definitely the first where you must have, I think you might have um, one for each pair. I think... The most worrying thing is, like, because you said it looks like, and you just said there, it looks like um, a lot of players that didn't know each other. Like, if we'd made, like, Burnley, do you know what I mean? I think they needed a, a who's who book for all their new signs. If, if that was the case, then you forgive them, but they do know each other. <laughs> and that almost makes, I mean, that kind of compounds it a little bit more, make, makes it even worse. Yeah, tactically, um, it is slightly different. Obviously, Schofield's playing a different way, and that was quite evident, um, quite different to Carlos. But like you say, quite clearly it didn't work. Dwayne Holmes, this, the, I think it's important to say, players played poorly. I mean, Holmes didn't play particularly very well. Russell didn't play particularly well. And the same with Hogg. Um, whether it's down to them individually saying it's an individual problem, um, as in they're not good enough, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that they've been asked to do a job, but they've been asked to play a role. Um, is that role right for their strengths? Pr probably not. And do you know I mean, it's, I, I don't want to point the finger at players too early. Do you know I mean, Holmes had a good season last season. Russell had a good season when he came through. And do you know I mean, Hogg did play a completely different role to what he played against Ten Burnley. Seasons, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, so you, you can't just, do you know I mean, slate them and write them off after one game. But the issue is for me, um, that needs to be recognised quite quickly. Um, <clears throat> Russell and Hogg, yeah, they might have played together every now and again last season, but they had O'Brien next to them who, I mean, can do... 10 other, 10 other players on the pitch is running. Now, that makes a massive difference. Pulling O'Brien out of that and leaving them as a, as a two, as a double pivot. And Holmes playing in position that he's, he, I'm not saying he can't play number 10. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he likes playing number 10, but he's certainly not played there before for town because we've not had, we've not operated as a number 10 before, really. 
So the gap was massive. And whether Burnley wanted to play the way they played or looked to kind of exploit that as the game started, that's something I feel should be recognised really quickly. Danny Sculford actually says in his in his post match he did he did recognise that um, change it at half time, but we were lucky the game wasn't gone. In all honesty, yeah, it was so obvious that gap. Um, the ball came in that you had Brownhill turn receiving the ball, turning and having space to actually advance with the pitch and play a pass. And like you say, you're screaming at Russell, it's really hard to get close to them. But it's not it's not what their strengths are. Um, so whether you whether you tweak it, whether the, the players on the pitch were there to tweak that in first half you could bring Holmes back I think is an obvious one but that's the more of the worry for me it's not necessarily a, a, a dig at the players on the pitch and what they're what they're doing it's, it's what they've been asked to do um and I made I made a big point as people I sit next to saying look if if it comes out half time I don't mind being the same players coming out the second half but we come out and play the exact same system and the exact same faults I'll I'll start to worry um and we did I know we changed it quite quickly and we did but for me, it's just being able to recognise the players, the strengths, what the weaknesses are. And do you know I mean, Burnley were very good. Um, there's a couple of new players there, and I think they, I think, I think I'm very good friends of Burnley fan, and they, they were surprised. They were surprised at how good they were. So maybe we might be surprised about how good they were. But I think we've got players in that squad and the players on the pitch that could have been, do you know I mean, could have done better, given the, given different jobs and given different roles. I think for me that's something that we're going to have to wait and see. It's it's one game. I mean, it wasn't great. It was absolutely awful. But I'm also very conscious it's one game. And let's give people opportunity to, to fix that and write those wrong and see what happened. It's not the fact Russell and Hogg and Holmes aren't good enough. We know they can be better than that. It's how they're used. And if we're going to use as a double pivot Hogg and Russell I mean, for the rest of the season, we're going to face that and probably worse than that um, and see worse than that out of it because it's not that's not their game we know that's not their game um, mm-hmm. so and I think Schofield being at the club last year might you've known that yet yeah, might be different options you could have gone with possibly and for me it's it's like I, I understand why he might not have started the new the new players but Burnley, Burnley started I think seven new players this they, they um, put um the lad Costello didn't even got given a squad. He wasn't even given a squad number two days before the game. Yet he starts. So why can't, why can't we chuck new players on? And again, like Cosy alluded to earlier, we don't know behind the scenes, like fitness levels, what they can and can't do. But I think I think the, the game was the game was gone in the first half. However we came out playing the second half, it was that bad that it was always going to leave a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. And I think, I don't know, it's not what I'd have done, but then... I mean, we're not the experts, but I think there were some glaring errors. And I think it's now just hopefully that gets addressed because it, it's not good enough. In, in, to put it bluntly, it's not good enough. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. You've a uh, long-time target for me to get on the podcast, so it's good to, oh, good to you. have you on. <laughs> you're, really, you're really scraping yeah, the barrel you've, now, uh, mate. You've, you've, uh, you've unfortunately come on at a time where the lads have had a bit of a rant. Well, not a semi-rant, isn't it? It's, it's a... It's a well it's, it's a well composed um worry, I think, is, mm. is some of that. Um what we are taking, you know, your take on the game. You've you've seen the game. Um you can lead us, you know, can lead us on from it a little bit as well. Um but yeah, Johnny, I'm I'm aware Johnny and Cosy talked a lot there about, about the game and covered quite a lot. But what was your take on on the half itself and, and the starting line? Obviously 
you sit there, don't you, and you worry that you think, ah, was Carlos the tactical person? Maybe when yeah. you see Danny, don't you, and Chicho there, and you think, oh, because Carlos would change. You know, he was changing systems every five minutes, and you do wonder, mm. don't you, if if you've lost that tactical edge, which it'll play out obviously over the season, um, and obviously the legs of Lewis O'Brien, etc. And you wonder how that covers, but just let us know your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, well, I was well up for it. I was I was so up for it. I was just like, right, let's just forget about Forest. Let's forget about the final. But I feel like, I almost felt like I um, I wasn't ready for football to come mm. back yet. And, and I thought, oh, well, the players will be, but they weren't. And um, it was pretty obvious that they weren't. And I think with regards to Cosy and Johnny's comments, I agree. I completely agree with everything you said, to be honest. But I think with regards to like, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the happy, happy clapping sort of person. But Burnley's, Burnley's quality showed, and it, I, I think it was a case of we were really bad. But I, th- I think Burnley were very good. Um, I think the the signings they brought in, yeah, they're they're you know all new and they haven't had time to gel. Probably haven't had as time uh, as long a time as some of the town fan, some of the town players have. But I think the quality of who they've brought in outshone us on nearly every 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 part of the pitch to be honest and i just thought it was a combination of of two extremes especially that first half the second the second half was, was was still not great but there were there were glimpses weren't there when tino came on was was fantastic up until half time the highlight for me was realizing that i had a mars duo in my bag that i'd forgotten about and then i had it in time to see the phantom of the opera do dizzy penalties and I was like, well, it's you know, it's going to be all right this second half. And then it was, it was, it, you know, uh, R- Rodoni came on. He showed a lot of energy. I was impressed with Ollie Turton actually. I know I haven't heard his name um, chatted about much really, or, or tweeted about because he's sort of a bit of a no no nonsense player. But I thought he did. I thought Ruffles had a bit of a a, a bit of a nerve, a nervous. Um, audition i think we were saying what before we before we went live you know that that was that's that's big shoes to fill but hopefully ruffles will be able to sort of you know step up well hopefully can all step up because it, it was really poor but when tino came on and when rudoni came on i uh, i had little glimpses of come on and and like cosy was saying about the fans in the ground when it really woke us up because we were all asleep i mean Burnley were singing is this a library is this a library which is always horrible when you're when away fancying that team you think oh Jesus they're right they're right though we were we were all so stunned at how crap that first half was that when Tino started you know just sprinting at everyone I was thinking come on we, we could we could get some in here but then it just it was only about a five or seven minute moment and then that was it we were back to it and just left a bit dejected really but also it's the first game of the season. I remember the first game against Fulham where we, where we got trounced. Obviously, we had Ryan Schofield in goal and not Lee Nichols. So there were, you know, mistakes there. But, yeah, I just... Um, I think Burnley were very good and we were very bad. That's pretty uh, pretty bland analysis from me. But I think that that's basically what it was. Pretty much what it is. So somebody's just said online that I'm slightly quiet. So I've just adjusted my sound level. So, Rob, if you let me know if that's any better, and that will be good. I've just added a new I'll microphone. Yeah. Josh Cullen, Josh Cullen, that one of the best individual Super. performances I've seen at the stadium for mm. some time. He's come a long way since he played for the uh, Claret and uh, I don't even say the name back back many years, but yeah, he was brilliant, mate. What a player! He mm. Looks, mm. What a He's side class. He yeah, was on, like, and the, hit, hit list if we were going to get promoted. Him. He's, um... Yeah, then they, they brought on Scott Twine as well, and that's someone who I really wanted to have a look at as well. And he he, he had bags of energy when he came on. So I was thinking, oh god, you know, I just I, I'm just. 
amazed actually that it was only point. one nil. It's a good point, Adam. I think that's the thing that's in the back of my mind because yeah, we were awful and they I thought they didn't really break break sweat, but we played a very, very good team. I think yeah, I think this is a perfect game to have is the Birmingham because it's a good gauge because it we is. absolutely I went to get St Andrews last year and we, and we beat them easy. We oh. kind of did uh, to to Birmingham last season what what Burnley did to us like with a minimum of fuss and you knew we were always going to win like you knew what they yeah. were always winning Friday. So I mean it's mm-hmm. not obviously the preview pub, but it's a fascinating measure I think and For and sure. probably a good game to have to come back on really. So but yeah obviously. We, We'll talk about this one a bit more. I think, yeah. Josh Brownhill as well. They've got they have got a good side, haven't they? I think that's that's fair yeah, enough. And, yeah. and they've pretty much signed every player. I did a a number of articles in the summer, and I, if we lost, say, Lewis O'Brien and uh, Harry Toffler, etc., I put like suggested replacements, and they pretty much signed everyone that I would have put as a suggest. So I sat there extra salty that Bolt Burnley had signed all the players I liked, especially the left back Ian Matson, who was on my hit list, and he was yeah. uh, he's a great player. But I think for Johnny and Cozzy, I don't think I've listened to the podcast you do, Adam, uh, The Offensive, right. which is which they should do. And I've, I've put Johnny right on that one. I think Johnny's going to have it on his... He's going to load it up, aren't you? Um, so this may go a bit flat for them, but at half-time, you know, you need a strong captain, don't you? A leader amongst men. And the podcast you do, um, the team, Ashwood City, has a, a very northern and very... Interesting captain called Kieran Broom, doesn't it? I'm just wondering what yeah. would Kieran Broom have said at half time to all the lads in there? Oh my word, put me on the spot. Well, Kieran Kieran talks like this, he's sort of no nonsense. I sort of imagine him as like a bit of a Johnny Ogg character, but a bit more sort of with a bit of Wayne Rooney thrown in there as well. Not not for his voice, it just this is a impression of my old a heightened impression of my older brother. But I reckon he'd just be like sober, like have you got your controller settings right? Because you're pressing the wrong buttons to pass. It's like you've got like Pro Evo settings or playing FIFA because it's absolutely crap. And it was just, I think, I, 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 don't, you know, I don't know what Kieran would have done because he, he's, he's, an old, he's, a, he's an older he's an older soul. So I feel like if he, he probably would have had the same problems that Hogg and Russell had. And not that Russell's old, but he, I've seen Milk turn quicker than he did on Friday. But <laughs> I, I feel like Kieran, Kieran would probably be sulking and probably be like, "Oh, I really, I wish I'd have gone to go to Nottingham Forest because they've got a well good Hooters and it would have been proper good to play for them." So, yeah, I reckon he would have just been sulking to be honest. Good, we've got some yeah. one or two little bits lined up for later with with that. So, um, yeah, so let's I talk about better things. I second half, Cosy. Let's lead us into the second half. Let's talk about better things. But off you go. Uh, just kind of reflecting still on the, on the first, it's like I thought it really would a good game for us because I just thought. They obviously with company and the signings that they've got, and our kind of lower expectations. So I just thought that if we could somehow burgle a draw or really show something, really sh- some energy, some pride, some everything, and and I just didn't think we get any. That's the worst thing for me. I could have easily taken a one-two, one-three defeat, but if you're walking out of there thinking it's a brave new world, and yeah, mm. I know we make judgment so quicker. I think that's what the thing that hurts me as, as well. It's even Johnny. I couldn't really kick anyone up and down, which was. He said it all, but yeah, the second half, Matt. I mean, let's be honest. I, I was begging for the halftime with some please God, because yeah. by every passing minute, it looked like they were going to get a second and finish it. And and then obviously the talk in the stands is, you know, we're not we're not going to be any worse, are we? And that, you know, at least we're going to show something. But it was a minimum of of improvements, wasn't it? I mean, again, it was an interesting one because at half time, I don't know what you'd have done, guys, but I just thought. 
it would it would have been a huge call for a, a rookie manager. And to be fair, he could have subbed ten off players off Cunty in the first half. But it'd have been a huge call for a rookie manager in his first game to make the changes. And me and Paz chatted at half time and says he'll give him ten minutes. And if he didn't improvement, he'll change it. But but part of me is thinking, send a message out here, Daniel. But maybe I'm a bit naive because then maybe he's going to lose other players. But what did Karoma give us for another 10 minutes there? Absolutely jacked. So it's like, Nothing. but but I'm, I think I'm in a bit naive and expecting it. Maybe a more experienced coach would have done that first game, like sod that. But and maybe he could have done a lot more damage. But we wasted 10 minutes there. And then Tino come on. And, and to be honest, within, within five minutes, he'd done more than pretty much anyone else in that as well. And mm-hmm. an exciting run. And, Oh, is it last one over the bar? Did Ward? I mean, God, Ward. I don't they ever touched the ball. They had about 24% possession, didn't we, in the first half? It, Pat, I said to someone who I was talking about, says, did we get promoted? And are we in the Premier League? And we're, is, is this just like what it used to be? Yeah, it, it did was. feel like but that. Maybe we it? are playing a Premier League team elect and stuff, Adam, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, Tino with a, with a positive without a shadow of a doubt yeah. on that as well. A lot of people raved about Radoni. I didn't see much, to be honest, from him. But anyone who was coming on, even if we'd have come on, to be honest, guys, <laughs> the, the crowd had a warm towards because at I least don't know, mate. Have you seen us play? Christ, yeah. That guy who came on for Everton overnight, you know, that bless him, that guy who's been delivering oh, stuff yeah. to the Ukraine and stuff, he could have done that. a job. But it, honestly, it went Hardly, and really, they they should have won by more. Obviously, it's free kick at the bar and stuff. It it was so disappointing. I, I walked out of there pretty down, to be honest. Friday. Uh, Johnny, it's else interesting else because I'm... as well, cause and I'll come on to you, Johnny. We've yeah, still not a, We've still not had a shot on target since Jordan Rhodes uh, put it in against Luton. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. Oh, the best thing in heaven. <laughs> we never get we never get many of them anyway, do we? To be honest. Uh, but um, I had I had two mates that were at the game. Um. And it's not a massive sample size, is it? And I don't know how much I value their opinion massively, but they both said separately, um, they don't know each other, that they thought we defended really well. They said, oh, you, you didn't do anything, like you didn't control the game, but at least you defended quite well. And I didn't I didn't necessarily think we did, I think, but, but they had a couple of chances where they probably should have scored. Nichols made some good saves and then hmm. I think we're just a bit lucky with free kick. But I guess it's just a bit a bit of view from the inside, whether, whether that was kind of more people think that or not. But I, I guess it's a little bit well. kind of... Yeah, I guess a little bit like we kind of, to a certain extent, if we'd, their goal, I mean, they deserve to, they deserve to score more than one, let's be honest, yeah, but um, yeah. their goal was a little bit kind of, don't take this, the Burnley fans watch, don't take it the wrong way, I'm not, it's not salty, but it's a little bit fortunate how it, how it kind of fell, like how it felt to, to, to actually score. Mm. Um, but it's not too, it's not too different looking at real positives here, it's not too different sometimes what we've done last year, where we kind of just defended, defended, defended weren't necessarily the best team, that classic, how are they third? I mean, how are they in the playoffs? Mm. And if they had one chance to kind of fall and get a 1-1 or get a 1-0, it's not too dissimilar to what we've done quite a few for quite a few games last season with, yes. a, you know, with a bit of a positive yeah, hat on it. I thought Burnley they stepped had off. I thought the they stepped off. You knew that. And people... Yeah, I, I don't know, because I thought Burnley yeah, stepped off its no second half. That, but... I thought 10, 15 yeah. minutes, I thought Tino looked really threatening. Uh, Rudoni was nice, I thought. He made a lot of good runs, um, a couple of good balls across, which didn't happen, but I thought he, he looked quite... I turned into trouble a couple of times, but I thought he looked quite promising. But I mm. really liked David Kasumu, um, because mm. as soon as he came on in that defensive midfield, he made two challenges immediately, which Hobby yeah, Russell couldn't make you know, in an entire game. 
And he just thought, you know, he's got something about him. You know, he's, he's quick, mm. he's angry, he's feisty. I'm going to like this guy. There's something there, I think. And then, but it, it was kind of a typical, uh, typical David Kasumu performance, wasn't it? He came on, he got booked, he got injured, and went off. And that's it was that with a free kick, wasn't it? That got injured that, with that tackle yeah, with a free kick. I thought it was a tackle yeah. that as well. Yeah, it, yeah, it, awesome. was, it was a great tackle. Yeah, it maybe, was. Maybe it wasn't a foul. But yeah, just as with but Matt, Scott Hyatt, yeah. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, I, I agree, Matt. I think that Kasuma, I was thinking he were the man just to inject a bit of life in there. I but like, like yeah, I said, I anyone could have gone. But again, it would be interesting if we'd, do, if we'd started, if we started Rodoni, Tino and Kasuma, like again, yeah. I understand maybe why we didn't. It's hindsight, but like Burnley, to start, to start all the new players pretty much apart from um, Scott Twight. And it's like, I wonder what, wonder, what, would, what would have been, we don't know, do we? I thought they definitely added something. I feel sorry for Josh Karam. You know, everyone knows I like, I like Josh Karam. I've got this conch that I used to blow out a couple of years ago. Every time Karam ran a game, this was the, the, the conch to blow out for the Josh Karam fan club to assemble. Like, he's an angry man rip off. Not a long time. I don't think you ever will again. I don't know. It costs cost me like five pounds on Amazon, Amazon that as well. well it's, it's not, not, it's not, it's not money well spent, spent at the minute. But he's, he's, um, um, he's unfortunately not showing well. well. And Karoma, uh, I, I thought, thought Rodoni did add something. Uh, I thought Tino yeah, definitely 10 to 15 minutes. minutes. You can see Tino's going to do it in flashes. He's worth playing for a good 60-70 minutes. And in that 60-70 minutes, I think what you're going to get is you're going to get five minutes here and there where he's going to come to absolute life and he's going to... Run yeah, on and he's, he's going to absolutely plow through, through people. people. And we're saying, saying, what, we're saying, saying to you guys before, before we went, went on air, he turns me into Mickey, Mickey from Rocky, you know, you know, you know, every, every time, time he gets like, he's a wrecking machine, machine and he's going to crush people. people. And there's, there's a good, good bit in front of me as well, well whereby I think he'd lost a throw in and he turned around really angrily and went shoulder to someone out of the way. And I thought, you know what, Tino fancies this year, he's well over this. I, uh, I, uh, I really, really like what I see with Tino, Tino Kasumu. And I like, I like, I like Rodoni, Rodoni, but he's, he's stepping up a level, level isn't he? So there's, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's got, got a little bed in into, but I like, technically, I quite, quite liked what I saw there. there. And, and it, it gave, gave me enough hope, hope that, that second half. And, and what also gave, gave me hope, hope as well, Johnny, Johnny was uh, Adam, whoever wants to take this. He's reminded him of Green, I thought he... I thought, I thought it took, it took a, little a little while to get going, going in the first half, but Tom Lee's Lee's for me was a man, man of the match. He's, 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 I, I, I love, love Tom Lee. I think he's absolutely brilliant. You know, I'm a big, big Tom Lee's fan. And, and I, thought I thought he talked, talked Romanian and Edmunds Green through, through the game. game well. I thought he, 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 he had, had a really, really good spell, Edmunds Green. Green. There are a couple of moments where Ashley Barnes did get better and bullied the elbow. I thought Barnes should have booked a couple of times the elbow through, but it's championship football, isn't it? And, and um, but, but I thought, thought Barnes, Barnes was good. good. I, I thought he played, played well. He was lively. His movement was superb. He almost signed Chelsea didn't didn't a couple of years, years ago. So he's not yeah. a bad player. player. Um, um, but, but I thought, thought Romain Green, Green and um, Tom, Tom Lee's handled him relatively well. well. There's, there's a bit of a penalty shot. It was the first half, half which I've not seen on a replay. But it looked a little bit sketchy from where I was. But you know, I thought. Penalty. I haven't seen it back yet. I'll have to have a look. Romain is Green though. Tell, Tell me about, about Marman. You, know, you know, we were saying, saying in the preview show, show weren't we, that um, for the for breakthrough, breakthrough player this year, it's going to be it's all about, about opportunities, isn't it? When, when someone in, someone's someone's injured, injured, you have to step in. We like, like Spencer, we like, like Kamara, we like, like Pat Jones, we like, like all these players. But, but Romain has got his chance now. Does he keep it? Does he keep it? Do I think based on that, based on Burnley, yeah, but... It's it's your heart breaks for for, for Matty Pearson, doesn't it? Because I think it's gonna. It, didn't they say he's gonna be out for between five and six months? There's, there's different, <laughs> different rumors. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. I think December was a. Uh, yes, yeah, so that is five okay. months. Isn't it? So maybe yeah. it's the second half of the season. Maybe he's got a good good 
will we'll yeah. one, one person and then uh, and 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 the defense obviously I, I feel like Toffolo was a, a bit of a leader on and off the pitch as well so they're probably I know he, even as a left back he, he he still sort of led led the defense there so it'd be great I mean obviously we all want him to want Romani Edmund Screen to step up um I thought Tomley's had a good game as well I'll 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 ring the bell for the uh uh, Ollie Turton fan club as well. I thought he he went into every 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 header, every challenge. I thought he was cracking. I just think, I just think you need all, you need you need to all be singing from the same hymn sheet. And Josh Ruffles just looked a bit lost. So I, I think I didn't probably notice that much about Romanium's Green and, and Tom Lee's. To be honest, I was, I was probably too nervous about the left back situation and the midfield situation. And I haven't watched the game back since since I watched it Friday night and. Um, no one wants that. No one wants that. No. <laughs> God, why, why would you do that? But um, uh, yeah. But you know, as as Johnny said, he had two separate people saying that we defended well. So maybe maybe we did. I was just a bit too scared <laughs> to notice to notice anything good that wasn't glaringly obvious, such as Tino sprinting at people. So yeah. So it's, it's not not a very well informed answer that. But, it's all right. but no. But, yeah. Yeah. I I think he had a good game. Do you know? I think I've seen him get a little bit of stick. Um, but I don't know. I'm, Ashley Barnes is a very difficult player to play against. I mean, he's a very smart player. He's clever. He uses his body well. Um, that's not to say he's also not got ability and talent as well. And he had people running around him, which made his life easy, even easier. So, to me, he'll come up against worse strikers um, and he'll probably look better for, for mm. doing so. But I thought he had a good game. Um, like I said, I think Lee's, you could see Lee's kind of helping him through. But uh, I. I'm all for giving him a chance. You know, it's not a chat. We're not a charity club giving people chances, but I think he, he's earned he's earned the right to have a go. Um, yeah. I don't think he he wasn't the reason why Huddersfield didn't win that game. Um, fully paid up member of the early Turton fan club, I must say, he's yeah. my prediction for a uh, player of the season. Absolutely love him. Yeah, and again, I think again, both fullbacks kind of come in for a bit of stick. Turton to go with Turton first. I don't think to me it's at the world light. I don't think you could say he had a bad game. Um, I think. There was massive gaps between Turton, um, Ruffles, Cromer and Thomas, which there wasn't last year. A lot of time the ball came in. Um, they were under pressure quickly because Burnley pressed really, really fast. Um, they didn't really have an outlet. I think the ball got into Hoggart, Russell. It went if the pass was available, which often it wasn't because the pass was closed down. Um, the ball went in, we lost it. Or the, the pass up to Russell's or uh, the pass up to Cromer or uh, Thomas was, I mean, like 20, 30 yards, which it wasn't last year. So... Mm. Point the finger at the fullback, fair enough. By us, the system didn't necessarily help them when they had the ball in possession. Out of possession, I thought Turton was fine. I think Ruffles I mean, wasn't wasn't as, as good as he probably wants to be if he was to say it to himself. But again, will he grow into it? Hopefully. Um, yeah. There's there's plenty of people who saw him at Oxford and say he's a good player um, and defensively as well attacking. So I guess we'll just have to see on that one. But I do think out of the four, um, he he was almost probably the weakest. I'd say, but certainly in possession. I wouldn't necessarily point the finger directly just the full basket. I think the system again, um, not to repeat myself, it didn't necessarily help them out. Whereas last season, the full backs had a lot more options to push up the yeah. field and a lot of people nearer to them to actually play football as well. So a little I bit think, hung um, out to I think the full backs were. In Ollie Turton's defence as well, um, Johnny, the, the tactical switch was to put, to make Sorba more central. So Sorba came in, didn't he, to sort of help out the, the two in the mm. middle. So he that then left Ian Matson completely free on the flank and he... He out of possession. I thought Turton really struggled against him, but he will do because he and Matson's, you know, a Chelsea player, and 
he's also got two men that out there wide and you know he's he's almost getting doubled up on in, in attack and the overloads coming that way so I thought Burnley were very clever in how they adapted and shifted as well and good signs for them good signs for Vincent Company as well and, and Burnley so uh, they mm. were fully enjoying themselves in the away end that weekend and you know all the best I think we could all pretty much agree it was a fair a fair result really that Burnley won the game maybe scoreline maybe flattered us slightly maybe but yeah, a, a, fair, a fair result would have been 3-0 Burnley after yeah. half-time. But, but, you know, a fair a fair, a fair, victor, I think, we'll go with in yeah. the end. So, uh, yeah, yeah fair, fair play, Burnley. Um, and at this point as well, uh, I will roll in my Magic Rock sponsorship. Um, I just thought we looked... Uh, well, or I won't, because Cos is I in. thought we looked unfit. <laughs> I thought we looked unfit. A few of them, I, I, I agree, first half, like, you get um, had a kind of... Yeah. I'm not sure if, 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 not sure if it's unfit. Really I'm not sure if it's unfit because I don't know if uh, sometimes I think when players are a little bit lost they look unfit and lethargic and I sometimes think that you know maybe it's not such a fitness thing but more of a not knowing what they were doing and therefore they look a bit leggy because it, it, the thought process yeah, isn't, isn't there right, and that, that's what Ashley I thought. Look like a teenager mate. How many oh, times Ashley Barnes got behind us? He's, he's embarrassing mate. He like, he just, he's so clever isn't he because he like, he's one of those you'd hate to mark because he just he's, he's gone and then he's like there Honestly, him and Jack Cork, like, just going to underpin their promotion, man. And, and obviously, they've signed well as as well. And, mm. yeah, a bit jealous of their uh, ride. I was chatting to some of their fans in the train station. They're really excited to, you know, after years of just, like, trying to stay up. Pretty much what we, well, we enjoyed it for one, two years. I, I enjoyed they're the anti-football chants as well. Because they, they were passing mm. the ball around, weren't they? And they were singing anti-football quite gleefully. Because they, they were playing some good stuff, weren't they? And they, they enjoyed it. And, you know, what? They're, they're a decent set of fans. They're, they're pretty much a Lancastrian Huddersfield, aren't they? Um, yeah, so. yeah, very much. So. About Jack Walker, which, oh, I didn't hear that. Apart from that disgusting chant about Jack Walker, which absolutely, that's that's kind yeah, of yeah. shit that should be. They've got kept a few, away. I think, haven't they? We, um, it's shameful, mate. It will if you couldn't. We hear absolutely that, joined the uh, the Burnley march, and there was a few Jack Walker ones, which I thought were a little bit sour. Horrible, so. horrible. I did, I did yeah. hear that. Obviously, I've been referred to as uh, fatherless figures at times, which you know is is pretty much old school football, isn't it? But. I didn't hear the Jack Walker one. Yeah, though. good job you went on a trip from Leeds where you uh, singing about Jack Walker and no, that's not good. kids. And right, shall I roll in the sponsor this time, Cosy? So this, there, yeah, this, anyway. <laughs> probably not the opportune time to <laughs> link the two. But uh, This podcast obviously sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing again this season, so I want to thank Magic Rock and everyone down there, um, Andrew and, and, and Richard, for uh, for getting behind the podcast and, uh, and helping us out. It means a lot to us that um, you guys help us out. So if you... Uh, are down looking for somewhere on match day to uh, to have a drink or two, head down to Magic Rock because, to be blunt, it's decent. So get yourselves down there. And if you want to buy anything online, use our code of AHTTC10. Um, we don't get anything from it, but you do. It's 10% off any online orders. So um, knock yourselves out and uh, enjoy Magic Rock. Um, Kasumi was injury, Cosy. Um, sometimes timing in football is everything. And since Scott High out on the day Kasumu got injured, that just seems quite unfortunate, doesn't it, for for us? Scott High was on the bench for Rotherham. I think he'll he's got a job on there to to get in the side because Rotherham have actually got a really strong midfield. Um, they've got some good players there. Um, good luck to Scott High. Hopefully he does he does well, doesn't he, and, and comes back. Uh, it, this was a point on your agenda more than mine, Cos. But you know, good luck to Scott yeah, High. Man, I, I like him. I think he's. I think he's, there's something there. <laughs> I think there's something there with Scott High. Always have done. So I, I hope he goes out and does well. Yeah. No, it's a huge concern that Kazumu fails after 16 minutes with a guy who could make Rolando Aaron's uh, injury uh, pattern look uh, toe-to-toe and that as well. That's, that's a 
that's a huge uh, this might issue. Become the Rolando Aaron's injury uh, yeah. conch rather than Danny, Josh yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the worry for me as well, Danny Scuffy were really downbeat uh, after the game about the injury. He said it's a serious uh, injury for uh, Kazuma. So, Hamstring, yeah, hugely worrying because them, yeah, hugely worrying is that because, like you said, Matt, he added, he added life and soul, and, and you know that it'd be a crap fit because he's another super kind of guy, but. Yeah, that that honestly, you just get you just. I got back into the car, and then you're thinking, let's have some good news. You turn it up, Pearson, pretty much nearly season almost done, and Kazumu sounded serious one, and yeah, pretty grim, mate. But so you know what's got him back quicker than you think. Mm, there's usually a break clause, but that break clause probably isn't till January, you would imagine. Yeah, the issue is it's like this. Yeah. I, I must admit, I... in a minute, Johnny. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> No, Scott, I, I didn't see the, the fuss about him, to be honest. I didn't. I don't know what his qualities are, to be honest. When when he played at, you know, like you see, he can tackle, he can do this, he can do that. I can't. I was struggling to see it, Matt. So, you He's know, there's probably better people to, to talk about. Yeah, good pass removal. Got, I, I, have a, I have a good view from let's where see I am. He's, he's good yeah. movement. He's, he's good movement, but he's yeah. got a lot to do, obviously. Um, he's not. He's obviously not the finished article yet, but there's, there's something there. and um, We'll see how he does. Go on, Johnny. Yeah, I I I kind of agree with Cosby. I back a lone move. I, I think there's bits of Scott High's game that look look good. I mean, he played a lot in the first half of the season. There's other parts I think I need a bit of work. Um, I, I don't I don't think he's Huddersfield Town first team standard necessarily yet week in week out. So I mean, like you see, you're quite right. We're running match. Got quite a good midfield. So how much you'll play? Who knows? We could go and get a League One team or a lower Championship team and play. I mean, 35 games in a season, you'll probably come back better for it. And then we can have a look. So I, I'll probably back, well, we'll back the move for Scott High. The issue for me is I just think that midfield, just thinking about it there, if Kasumi, do you know I mean, is injured, and like you say, you sign a player, you don't expect him to get injured, that's fair enough. That's not a, 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 a stick to beat the club with. But if we're going to play a midfield two and looking to play a 10, if you recognise Holmes as more of a 10 than really the standard kind of eight as such, um, there's no depth there whatsoever. Um, yeah. Jimmy Hogg, bless him, he's the absolute machine. But at some point, he's he's gonna have to slow down a little bit. Russell, this is his first full kind of professional season, so he might have a few little knocks that, that come from from that being so young as well and a bit of an experience. That it is a worry if Kasuma is out for a period of time and he's only a kid as well. Um, there's not who else is kind of stepping in there. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a gap, isn't it? Really, and there isn't anyone else to come in. We're talking about opportunity, weren't we? And, and one player who's been the 19th man, if you like, towards the end of last season and someone who really impresses me every time I see him is Etienne Kamara. So, you know, it could be a case of step forward, Etienne Kamara, and see what you've got or Dwayne Holmes drops deeper. So, um, but yeah, it's, there's a, there's definitely opportunities for some of them. Um, even down to Ben Midgley, maybe. Who knows what, you know, what they've got. But the window is still open, so whether Town do anything with yeah. that news, who knows? We'll, we'll see. But um, we can, Shall I we read out some comments? I'll read out some live comments now because the guys have been yeah. very, very patient and most of them have been slagging off my microphone, so I'll ignore those uh, that have come through. So Richard Hookey says, Evening, lads. Very poor first half. Midfield was poor and looked unfit. Better second half. Optimistic about the new signings, but we'll see. Uh, Robert Wood says, uh, Football is a game of swings and roundabouts. Dead right, I wanted to get off after 45 minutes. Uh, Mark Harrison says, We looked like we had a short pre-season, which in truth we have. Very rusty. Uh, I'd agree with that. And he says, Hogg and Russell need a runner with them. I believe Forrest have a decent one. Don't mark. It's too soon for stuff like that. Stop Far it. Far too stop soon. It. Stop it. Stop it. 
Uh, Richard Crowther says, <laughs> I don't agree with Johnny. Suck it, Johnny. Uh, it was same players, but they weren't doing the same thing in the second half. They sat deeper in the middle of midfield. Adam Kershaw says, Holmes didn't have enough movement and didn't want the ball enough. But sure if Hogg actually tried to pass the ball. Not sure if Hogg tried to pass the ball last game. I need glasses. I think I need to get some stronger glasses here. Uh, most touches were headers back to Burnley or just nervous touches. Uh, Rob Wood says players shouldn't need a half time to work things out. And then there's a lot of slagging off on my microphone, which is fine. We fixed that now. Uh, Richard Hookey says Burnley Premier League experienced players plus Cullen uh, were too good. And, you know, me and Cosy gush over uh, Josh Cullen. He's a, a superb player. Um, Irish international as well. Great player. Um, Robert Wood says they are loudmouths though at Burnley. Uh, Gary Wilkinson says uh, Birmingham game is massive if we don't see uh, some direction and Karoma at least bench we're in trouble Matt you're echoing Matt you're echoing Matt your microphone's bad blah 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 uh, Richard Crowther then says Burnley fans had five years of losing most games that they were making up for on Friday night uh, and Leo Cesare says Kasumu is made of glass from an MK Don's pal of mine hopefully he's not out for seven years if he breaks uh, and then Richard Crowther this is a comment that I've mentioned a couple of times uh on here is Scott High. Richard Crowther says Scott High started a lot of moves, resulting in goals last season, but the pass before the assist so went unnoticed, and that is true. Uh, if you look at uh, Coventry at home last year, Danny Ward's goal, Scott High starts the moving midfield. Bristol City away, uh, I can't remember if it's the Danny Ward goal uh, starts with Scott High with a crossfield ball. So there are a lot of positives, Cosy, about Scott High. Uh, right. It's Lion says, watch the game at a bar in Crete. Had a load of beer. Did we win? It's bad news, mate, I'm afraid. So, thanks for everybody online. <laughs> and we're going to move on now to uh, a different subject. So, uh, we'll talk about Dean Hoyle. Uh, Dean, um, is it fair to say he's been criticised for being quieter than usual? Um, I think part of that is because the, the move to buy the club's not fully gone through yet. So, yeah, um, I would imagine he's probably in waiting on uh, that to go through first one and, and these things do take time there's a lot of lawyers get involved don't they and they get paid per hour so i'm sure they do stretch things out a little bit on occasion um and also there's the fit and proper review blah 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 and loads of stuff going on um so a couple of things and we'll, we'll jump in i've just picked a couple of things out of the dean hoyle and radio leads interview it was good to see dean back in you know back in front of uh the camera at one point wasn't he and and mostly you can you can pick it up on bbc sounds a uh, good job they did on radio leads as well with it um let us know online what you thought about the uh, dean hoyle interview as well and i'll read out some of the ones where we won't get sued and uh the ones where we will we'll probably ignore those um but yeah so guys it was good wasn't it to see you know to hear from dean um there's a couple of things which were interesting um i think one of them was he, he felt that it was a complete surprise with carlos and i think the the tone of his voice about Carlos's departure, I sensed a little bit of, and well, a lot of annoyance in uh, in in how Carlos had maybe gone about it. Um, I'd personally, I'd heard murmurings a few weeks earlier from when he'd left that he was a little bit unhappy about something. But Dean said, um, you know, you've got to take Dean's comments at face value, haven't you? It's coming from you know the source, if you like. Um, who should know? Um, so he said it was a complete surprise. Uh, he did mention that Danny Schofield, which we knew about because Lee Bromby's mentioned this, that Danny Schofield had a job offer in Belgium. I've tried to work out who that is, but every Belgian club, I think about 50% of Belgian clubs changed the manager in the summer, so I've not quite been able to work that out. Right. Um, he was promised the job um, after Wembley if he stayed. It's like a succession thing. you know, He would be next in line to the throne, if you like, if he turned down the club in Belgium. So that's obviously why Danny's got the job. You know, he was he was promised that um, if Carlos ever left and it happened sooner than he thought. 
the big thing that alarmed a lot of people really was that he's saying that Huddersfield Town are losing £10 million a season, which for Huddersfield Town is shit your pants, you know, worrying, isn't it? Um, luckily, you've got a man there who can plug gaps uh, and mm. make sure we're okay. Um, the £10 million seemed a little bit alarming to me because obviously the wage bills moved back to manageable levels. I think they were saying they need to get it back to around what it was when we got promoted, which was apparently you know, 10, 11, 12 million, that sort of mark. If Huddersfield Town is still losing 10 million after that, then that's quite worrying. Uh, I think you mentioned a lot of it was that was going out Canal side because a lot of the things they do at Canal side, they do differently now. Uh, obviously it's not public anymore, so we can't go in and walk around and have a look. Um, but a lot of the things that go on there cost a lot more money and, what he was saying is they're trying to do things a lot differently and that there's a lot more expense going out at Canal side and maybe less on the wage bill, which then, you know, helps to create players, um, you know, at the, uh, the brandly name, the brand new name of the Miller's Miller's oil high performance complex, which I think is an absolutely amazing name for a training ground. If I'm so catchy, isn't it? So catchy. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue, Adam is what it does. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, that was that was worrying, um, but then he then he mentioned that they're trying to reduce that to around three million. So we'll see how that goes. Um, obviously, when the accounts come out, people will scour over it and do what they do and sort of point out. Look at obviously not everything is on the club accounts, is it? But they will sort of try and work out where that goes and why that is, and we'll we'll wait for that. Um, far more intelligent people than us. Maybe maybe someone who works for a bank could and in <laughs> finance. Johnny might be able to work out work that out for us when uh, when it comes out. Johnny's staying very quiet. Um, but yes, that was that was mainly what what came about really. And he did mention the the wage budget is bottom six for the league anyway. I think one question I'd have at you guys first off: Phil Town are losing a lot of money. Um, he said there's a, there's things we could do. We could put the prices up. We could reduce the wage bill, or I can plug the gap. Was pretty much the three options on the table. Uh, would you guys be happy paying more for the season tickets? Obviously, Adam, you live in London, I think, so you're probably. Richer than us yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody, bloody hell! I wish, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, um, absolutely not. But all I can say is that, like, I think, I think if I lived in Huddersfield, I, I, I might be tempted to, to say, yeah, I wouldn't mind. But I don't know how far it'd go. I mean, he's the, he's, he's the, he's the chairman, and he's taking the responsibility to put money in the club. I know he's already put a lot in, but if he's throwing that out as an option, what do you think everyone's gonna, gonna pick if they had the choice? Well, you you put your hand in your pocket even more. Like it's it's what people are going to say. I'm not saying that's what that's what I think. It is what I think. But if I lived in Huddersfield, I might think different. I might think oh, an extra fifty, sixty, seventy quid. But it's the one thing. It's the one thing without getting too doom and gloom. It's the one thing that hasn't gone up in terms of uh, everything else, the cost of living and etc. And the you know our lifeline as Huddersfield fans who live down in London. Uh, shout out to the Southern Exiles. And the Southern Terriers, um, we rely on the Megabus, and and that route isn't operating that much anymore. So it costs a bomb to to get up there. So I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't be able to afford to pay any more to come and see, come and see home games. Um, and it'd be a real shame to have to, to to ha- for it to go up a significant amount. I think it could go up a little bit, but it, it depends. But like I say, if he's throwing that as an option, almost as like a like a flirting tactic, oh, I could give an extra 10 million then do it do it because it's your responsibility and i know it's it's, it's tough but it's you know it's he's 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 got the money to do it if he d- doesn't have the money to do it then he shouldn't be running the club no matter how much we love him no matter how much he's 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 given to the club 
I, you, you can't. It's it's football. It's I, I love the romance of football, but at the end of the day, I sometimes I get a bit annoyed when I hear all this. Like, oh, we got to remember who we are. Got to remember where we come from. Like, we're never going to get anywhere then because you're just going to be. <clears throat> What happened to dreaming? Gonna, what happened to dreaming? Yeah, 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 exactly. You're just gonna be happy. You're just yeah. gonna be happy going. Oh well, it's just nice to turn up. It's like no, it's not. We want to. We want to win. We want to compete because we can. And we got so close at the end of last season that I feel like it's a bit. I, to be honest, when they announced Danny Schofield as the new coach, I was a bit disappointed. I was thinking, oh god, this is gonna be like Siva again, where it's just like he's probably going for cheap, whatever. Uh, a completely, you know, all conjecture on my part. But then when Tino came back on loan, I thought, right, that's that's quite promising because he he would have gone, oh, I, you know, that I, I trust Danny. I want to work with Danny again rather than the people who, you know, someone like Asorba Thomas maybe who signed an extension when it was all rosy with Carlos. And now Carlos is gone. I was hoping that people wouldn't, I'm hoping it wouldn't have a, a negative effect on the squad that Carlos has gone. I think it will do to a certain degree, but... It shows a nice a nice initiative that, that Tito came back under Danny as the head coach. So, uh, yeah, but with, 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 sorry, I've, I've gone off on one there. But with regards to Dean, I think it's hard because everyone's, everyone's, um, everyone's financial position is completely different. And, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that we've got nice, cheap season tickets, of course. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But if, if we did have to move with the times a little bit and put them up a little bit, so be it. I don't want to see that. I don't want that to happen. I'd rather Dean put a bit more money into it. And if that means we pay him back in the future, if that's the deal that he's got, then I don't know. It's hard. Is it, is it, you know, is it, is it sustainable? That's, that's, you know, I'm not, thank God I'm not involved in that side of things in the world. because I wouldn't have a clue what to do, but yeah. It is, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. And I, I can, I can agree with you. I think, I think we're quite fortunate to pay the price if we do for season tickets. And I think we've, covered it a lot on this podcast and, and talked very positively about it. And I think we actually did a bit of like a, a comparison twice in the last season compared against other tickets in the league. Um, so, Jimmy, as an owner who, let's be honest, has, has felt a bit heat over the last 12 months, um, I think, I don't think he kind of had a bit of a chip on the shoulder. I think that would be too strong a word, but I think he was making the point just to kind of explain the fact that, do you know what, if prices are cheap, and if you if it did go up to kind of the five hundred pound mark, which there are tickets for Blackburn, do you know what I mean? Similar mm. similar size club, similar ambitions, um, similar ability. There are five hundred quid. That that puts an extra straight away. If we were to sell six thousand, but sixteen thousand with an asterisk, if because obviously that that's the differential there. Yeah, yeah. That does put an extra four million pounds directly cash into the club, which is massive. You're looking at ten million pound loss. We're looking to write that down to three. 
we can chuck four million on it, give us a lot more money to spend. So that is a viable option to to put money into the club, whether we'd sell sixteen thousand at five hundred quid, probably not, which he does allude to. So yeah. it, it is hard, isn't it? You make a good point that Jimmy, he's the chairman, he's he's chosen to be the chairman, and with that comes responsibility to fund the football club. Now the word responsibility is how far you go with that. Is he responsible to put the club in a, a top eight position financially? Mm. I don't know. Um, I quite like what he's what he's trying to do in the sense that I'm not a Dean happy clapper, but I'm probably 60% pro Dean to, to give yeah. my position before I kind of explain what my thoughts are. But I do understand what he's trying to say is, look, he isn't capable or isn't willing, and that's his own decision, to, to, to put directly more money in. He's not comfortable with where we are. Um, a wage bill is, is bottom six, fine. Do you know I mean, size of the club versus um, that position, probably a little bit on the lower side, but still okay, we are where we are with that. But what he's saying is, look, that's fine. We could put an extra three million pound on the wage bill, but will it definitely actually increase the, the players on the pitch? Will we actually get any better? Or we can spend money in a different way. Again, as fans, we can't see it. It's not tangible, we don't really know. Um, but we might have three or four different coaches in the building that we wouldn't necessarily have. We might have different facilities that we are there we don't necessarily see or know. We might have the abilities to recover players quicker that we don't necessarily see. And he's basically saying this is a different way we can do it. We we can never compete directly with top eight in this division financially. Mm. Or certainly he's not willing to do that, which is absolutely fine. But we spend money a slightly different way and try to get more out of it. We spend a pound, but we might get three pounds worth of value out of it. Yeah. We can try and compete. Now, it's hard because from the fans' perspective, you go buy a four million pound player, everyone's happy. We've kind of seen that. It's not necessarily work, but that doesn't mean it's never going to work. It doesn't mean that yeah. model doesn't work. It, it generally does. If you spend more on transfers, spend more wages, you generally do better. So I can see I can see where he's coming from. I can also see why he said what he said around the season tickets. I mean, it's one of them where it's it's easy to criticize and ask for more money, but then if appreciate everyone's different boats here and like say if you if you are having to travel up from London you've already got far more costs than I do jump nipping across the M sixty two. But if fans aren't willing to kind of spend an extra hundred and hundred and fifty quid, which alone will put two million back into the club, then it yeah. is it is it really right to kind of demand money from somebody else? That's a rhetorical question, I'm not saying I agree with that. But yeah. I can see where it's coming from. I think the issue is there's there's a lot of um bad blood around what happened with how Phil bought the club um, and then they asked him for their money back, how that looks. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard because financial accounts don't tell the full picture. Um, no. It's how you interpretate them and how they're presented. So again, we'll never really know. Huddersfield um, Town losing £10 million isn't sustainable. Selling players to try and cover that isn't sustainable either. Do you know what I mean? If we're saying, oh, mm. we've got Toffs, O'Brien and Grant money, we're fine. Okay, but if if Rodoni doesn't come on to be anything fantastic because Sumu kind of is injury prod where's that money coming from after that and that's yeah, kind of exactly. the worry I've got because what he's saying that cost measure is is where it is the wage bill is where it needs to be and those costs are down to do you know what I mean plant machinery plant, plant machinery and machinery saying accounts they're fixtures and fittings so if we then have to drop that down then our kind of USP has gone with it as well and mm-hmm. just looking to sell players is it's not a sustainable model so yeah. It is slightly worrying. I don't think it's kind of a, a major at this point. I guess it's see how we do for the next three or four years. We're secure yeah. for the next three or four years and see where we're at the end of it. But yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think it's very easy to sit as fans and say, we want someone to spend more money. But that can equally go wrong as well. So oh, for sure. Real, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a real hard situation. I'm not kind of thinking, I'm not kind of just happy to sit 16th for the next 10 years. Absolutely not. 
And if someone can come along with deep pockets and has got the integrity and will look after the football club, I'll be all for it. It's not Dean to, I mean, not Dean's the Lord and Saviour and that's it. And mm. we only worship the ground he walks on. But I would, I would be, I wouldn't be too quick to to, to slate what we've got. And I won't be too quick to demand um, anybody to come in who's just got a bit more money. Oh I think no, no, we've got, no, yeah, what we've got is, yeah, what we've got is stability and a good heart, isn't it? I, th- I think. Yeah, that's, that's and and it's it, it still like you know it's still coming off a pandemic, and there's some clubs that don't exist anymore. So like, I'm thankful. So I, I'm I'm pro Dean as well. I might have gone off on the on the other side, then, but um, <laughs> I think but I am. <laughs> I think we are. Yeah, yeah, I, I I am for sure. Just sometimes sometimes the attitude of oh we, we know we know where we are we know where we've come from and no, it does great though doesn't it, it, it? it it really grates on me it, like, oh. it takes you back to the chris powell days of we can't compete and that uh, exactly say, well, the, exactly that point, don't you and, yeah, what's but, the showing up yeah but i think to to the credit they've kind of they've kind of gone okay we can't pound for pound go with you know da- oh, like what we saw what happened to derby we couldn't pound oh, exactly, know, go, go yeah. with them pound for pound so what we're going to do is we're going to spend this in a different way. And I kind of like that. And I do get yeah. where Johnny's coming from. They've got, there's a lot of players there in that B team who could potentially come through. But if, if you have a year or two where it takes a bit longer, then Dean has to fund that. And luckily, I yeah. think he will. Um, mm. But I think there's nothing more attractive to prospective buyers than a team that wins games and plays with a bit of a swagger. And I think that's maybe got to be taken into account as well that team last year finished third and all of a sudden they became very attractive to a lot of people well, well one particular greek person watching didn't it who, who owns two football clubs um you know and, and players became very attractive and, and that's what happens when you win games and you look good you know if you yeah. if you're losing games and you're near the bottom of the league and you're getting played off the park you can't sell players for a lot of money it's, it's a tough sell yeah. so there's got to be a, a happy medium in there and and i for think sure. we've got somebody who actually cares about the football club. And we did a load of mini previews. There's a lot of pint-sized, but this is a selling point for me. There's a lot of pint-sized previews that we're pushing out at the minute on, on other clubs. And Wigan are coming up and Wigan failed to pay a couple of wage bills, you know, a couple of months mm. in a row, you know, at, but three months before that, the guy's going on about Premier League football. We're going to spend our way up to the Premier League. And it's like, well, would you rather yeah. have someone like that? Or would you rather have Dean Hoyle? I'd take Dean Hoyle oh, yeah. 10 times out oh. of 10, you know. Yeah, I'd take Dean Hoyle over ninety nine percent of people who, who run football clubs. It's just just at the moment. You yeah, know. you you know where you are, don't you? Because yeah, he's very quiet. Because yeah. he doesn't always like the financial chat, do you? It's not it's not up your street, is it? Because but you're happy with Dean, aren't you? No, Dean. I, I always love it when people like Andy Ackerton and Dean and stuff really just tell you the tell you how it is. I love it because mm. there's so much, you know, bluffing and and. You know, certainly in the, in the Premier League, kind of, the game seems to have gone. It, it just depresses you, doesn't it? Because this is just modern football. Can you imagine, like, if you work for a company that was just guaranteed to lose £10 million like, a year, you're thinking, what are you doing working well, for this place? Well, it'd get wound place? up, wouldn't it? Where it'd get wound it up, it wouldn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't. And, and you'd just be like, you're just thinking, this is just, like, insane. But here we go, this is it's kind of football. Like, I find it fascinating about the chances, me because I think I'm still proper naive, like, like, Callum Grant goes, what were it, 13 million or what have you? So there we've got 30 million. We don't. And I find it really interesting how he was kind of explaining that obviously they, they were going to get, and it's the same, sounds the same with the tough deal and, and Lewis, that, you know, this kind of, we're going to get one year, two year, three year, and different payments and things. And and at first I'm thinking that that's a bad thing, but this is probably a good thing, really, because it's almost like right out of that 10 million. It's like without like a tax reasons, Johnny, it's probably a good thing, isn't yeah. it? 
Yeah, <laughs> you can sing it's like not to bore people, but you don't get you don't get the full money for like likes Lewis because Lewis won't be um, as an asset on the balance sheet. So you, anything they're getting for Lewis is is taxable. Top I think was half a million. I don't know what they've attributed that to, but again, you don't you don't you don't necessarily get. It. Phil actually did a really good piece on that. Um, the billion, on the billion, the billion podcast. thing, and a lot of people got didn't yeah. like what he had to it's say. Worth, it's worth listening to because it's it's, it's not it's not really that well known because it's boring. <laughs> it's what <laughs> I do, but it's boring. But again, I'd, I'd shout out that little bit of the, the Phil Hodgkin podcast explains that really quite well. Mm. Not to repeat it. I think oh, what's God. scary as well is like obviously we've mentioned about the wage bill is you know we're, we're thinking we've got a low wage bill now, and he's you know he, he's talking about that we don't want to lower the wage bill. So it's kind of like wow, it's you know that that kind of, but again, you just get mad with modern football, and, and that's how it is, yeah. and, and stuff. And it'll never put the the club into jeopardy. We're yeah, you know, we're kind of lucky to be there. I, I just think it were interesting as well. The other thing that is going to be welcome, and I, I loved it when it happened before, is the Q and A's are coming back in October. Well, one of there's we an keep to, we keep throwing it out that it can do one on like here, don't it? But we've we've not heard anything. Yeah, <laughs> it would be listening. What you get, you get. Honestly, you'd have your head in the hand sometimes in outside back in the day where. You know, someone well, I can't believe they've asked that question, and they'll just give you a straight answer. Yeah, it does. yeah. And, that'll be, and it's good. You know it's good of him to do that. He doesn't owe us anything, does he? It's really good of him to do that. So I think it's really top that he does oh, do no. that. I think it's chalk and cheese from Ken Davis because Ken didn't yeah. like having to, you know, sort of be accountable. Well, not accountable, but didn't like having to explain himself, did he? Whereas Dean was just like, no. yeah, this is what happens. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. You, you always just come out of those canal side Q&A. Some, some were slightly more heated than others, um, but he's always doing a kind of good feeling because. I mean, he, he talks a good game. If he doesn't, if he wasn't yeah. into cards, he could definitely run a PR company, Dean Hall. Well, when we saw we always used to come out, one thing you used to come out, whether you agreed or not, you always used to come out proud that I think that he was the chairman of your football club because you thought, well, yeah. how, how many of the people an hour and a half before kickoff have sat in Canal side with a beer? Do you know yeah. I mean, some people watching football are back, not interested. Oh, you just amazed people didn't used to listen and watch football at the back, never got that chairman sat answering questions. But it did make you proud to, to be at the club that we're at. For sure. We were sold children roads. You remember that? Like three days later, there was where's the roads money, Cosy? That's what everyone absolute... still wants to know. <laughs> yeah, there were absolute shitstorms. Do you remember it? with Dean yeah, front yeah. up and that as well. But I think the trouble is, it paints a bleak picture of football, which we know already. What's Plan B? Where where's someone else to come in? You know, we've seen what's happened. Like you say, what's happened at Derby? All have got a Turkish show, and it's going a mad way there now. There's eight players coming in from Turkey. I, I agreed with what Dean put on the statement about the academy. You remember again? God, I remember when. We did a podcast just after they kind of disbanded, you know, the academy, and oh, but I can remember being asked about it, and that's all there was hell on about it, and that's well, and that's yeah. proving to be a, a smart move. Like you said, Matt, we have to do things differently too, and 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 you know what, we all got mad enough to floor Brian goes, but we don't. We as the song goes, we know what we are, and it's just like I don't. It's just frustrating, but that we get that we had as one chance as them and M says one shot, and <laughs> we blew it, or John Moss blew it, or whatever, and. This is the reality, really, and it's yeah, yeah it's it's scary that a guy is uh, is willing to write off by in a season, and you made me yeah, laugh it's good to hear him talk, man. I'm gonna say the M and M thing. Though, I think it's episode 97, isn't it? I think did I send you that last week, Johnny? Where where you got caught? I did like a whole rap thing. Underrated. I, <laughs> I did a whole rap on the. Uh, Intro for Cosy, you know, as as Eminem, oh, which which, uh, which went down like a lead balloon, which is always fun. But there we go. Anyway, it's in the, <laughs> it's in the episode now. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll. So I think overall with Dean, I think we feel quite positive, don't we? That he's come out and and talked about. It. There are there are certain things I think in the when I've looked through the. I, I'm not a finance. Johnny's a finance guy. I'm not a. Fi- I I worked for a, 
a finance. I worked for a stockbroker at one point, but in the IT department. So I still have no idea about finance, uh, just how to fix the systems when they uh, when they go wrong. Um, but there's there's a few things in there which would alarm people like me, like you know how the club took out a 31 million loan immediately before the par- parachute payments, and then that doesn't get spoken about, and we're still paying interest on it. To me, I'm like, what, what, what's going on with this 31 million quid? But you know. Mm-hmm. You've got to put your faith in people like Dean, Phil, haven't you? And you know, because whatever anybody says online, that the hearts are going to be in the right place. I know there yeah. is that trust, isn't there? Where Dean said previously, or he's intimated previously, hasn't he? That he doesn't ever expect. I think he, he said it in a Q and A that he doesn't ever expect his money back at that point, and then he does it, and that kind of breaks the trust with people who thought he wasn't going to do it. So I understand that side of it, and I understand as a tight Yorkshireman, why you would, well, you know, as me as a tight Yorkshireman, why you would, you know, sort of bill us for, you know, the money he's putting. So I'm, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm happy with what Dean's doing at what he says. He sounds good. Um, he sounds more chilled out than before. He sounds more like he's ready to let other people run things like, um, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of faith in Lee Bromby there, which is good. Cause I think Lee's done yeah. some really good work. Um, Absolutely. And the staff, he talked glowingly about the staff at Canal Side and, and what they're doing. So it's really good that Matt, you know, they've got that in a, in a good place. Go on, Cos. I'll tell you what we're really interested in as well, and I think we know this already, but he was saying like people like Rodoni would not sign for Huddersfield Town if they didn't know they were a pathway to be sold on. So as much as we get fed up that, you know, we look always the best players, it, it's almost like a deal that's kind of been done with the player coming. It's like, and they see it. Obviously, I think everyone in the championships. On, you know, that though, aren't they? To a to a certain extent, every club in the championship are. Still yeah, but, but I always think, why are you signing for Huddersfield Town? Because you're not going to get rich, and you're probably you know not going to you know. <laughs> compared to us, mate, you know, they're all right compared to us, yeah. aren't they? But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah but I know. If they've been an ass about it, like we could have been, we could have been an ass about some of these sales in recent years, but we haven't been, and I think that counts for something. Yeah, and, and that's like well, Nottingham Forest. So, uh, Thomas is another. Yeah, the the child in me, Good you know, the, the the inner child in me would have seen Nottingham Forest coming with, with you know, bids for O'Brien and Toughland. I'd have been like, get, you know, get, get fucked. You know, there's no chance you're you know what, not no, selling to I you a lot. But, a lot you know, the, but, you know, it was more than that. The club have, people have made promises. Have 10 million, but I, people are saying 10 million cause just because, you know, one journalist has said, but I, Dean's probably not going to disclose it. But I think it's a lot more. The fact that he's on about these other players, I, I think it'd be a lot more than that. And I think you'll see a different Dean once it's all gone through this and, you know, I, th- I think he will get his mojo back. He said he's learned a lot and obviously he will have done not just from football, but from yeah. life, what he went through and that as well. And this will be a different Dean, but he gives me a lot of art that he's on about Q&As and he didn't come on radio. Because he didn't have to do that, did he? He brought out a statement yeah. that could have speak for itself. So, yeah, it kind of felt uh, not, not like peak 2010 because we were all a bit <laughs> younger there, but it just it felt good, didn't it? And uh, Probably yeah, less, less about buying us all pints kind of like he together. used to do back then as well, but... Yeah, oh, that, well, this is a yeah. thing, isn't it? If you've got Chaos a problem with, scenes, but yeah. <laughs> if you've got a problem with Dean Hoyle, go down to Canal Side and ask him a question. Simple as that, isn't it? So, do you know, the quick thing I'd say, just to, just the final thing on, well, not necessarily the final thing, but one major thing is if a few people are saying, "Oh, this watch is interest, sell the club." Dean Hoyle would be a lot better off financially if yeah, he'd was. not been sole charge of Huddersfield Town. That is mm-hmm. why that is absolutely black and white. So I think the 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 idea that you know I mean he's, he's in there just to get his money out or he's stripping the assets this side of thing I mean I don't know necessarily anyone that believes that to be true but he's not making money being the owner for the whole town and if you yeah. say he's here for the medium term not necessarily long term medium term he's still not going to make money out of being in charge of the whole town so I think that's something we can absolutely agree is not necessarily the case he's not here to strip or make a quick book 
Um, and if he want, if he's worried about counting his pound coins, some people seem to think he is. He wouldn't be in charge of his full time. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to make him any money. It's going to cost him money. So, mm. yeah, how much he puts in is up for debate, and everyone's rightly got their opinion on that. But he's certainly going to be negative um, financially. It's a negative impact. Look at his full time, and it is going to profit from it. So, that's important yeah. to recognise. I think as well. I think definitely we can. I think that's a good way to to end that one, Johnny. And I'll go to our. Let's have a, a quick scan of what they've put on YouTube first, because I do realise that if I read something out which could be liable, I will get <laughs> in trouble. But thankfully, everybody that watches and listens to this podcast is very sensible, so we've got no issues. Uh, Leo says, one step forwards, two step backwards. We'll have to sell our prize assets every season if the club loses 10 million a year. Sauber and Nichols next. Well, I would imagine Sauber will go anyway if he has a, a, another good season like last year, because like Cosy says, it's a stepping stone, isn't it? Huddersfield Town's a stepping stone, and he's got... A brilliant platform at Christmas at the World Cup, hasn't he? If he if he gets in the Wales Wales team, does well, and carries on last year, I was slightly worried his corners were rubbish against Burnley. That was a little bit of a worry. But if he has a season like last year, he's going to go for ten between ten and fifteen million, isn't he? Um, and he will have earned it. And everyone will say, do you know what? Well done, Sarba. Off you go and play yeah. in the Premier League. So fair enough. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone would begrudge uh, that. Lee Nichols, I think. I think at thirty, I don't. I don't know if there's a big fee coming for Lee Nichols because usually you buy someone 22, 23 with a resale in future, don't you? Whereas Lee Nichols... Yeah, sure that he's worth you. more to us than anyone. Exactly, would, yeah. yeah. If if someone offered one and a half million for Lee Nichols, that's not... No, no. I love him. I love him. I wouldn't I sell him for... I wouldn't sell him for five, six million. I would S- keep him. I, someone, I love him. Has, someone christened him in this in these comment section, the Nick Shithouse, and I thought that was absolutely brilliant because he is, oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is superb. Um, yeah, let's have a look. Richard Crowther says, Adam, you need to be careful what you wish for. Who else will put five million a year whilst he doesn't want to pay another hundred quid? I think you clarified that later on, so I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's only I was only just saying, like, you know, because <laughs> he threw it out there as an option. I was like, do it, go on, do it. Yeah. Because you know. Yeah. Uh, Dag it says, good man, Adam. You're right. We must try and be as good as we can be. Dean Hoyle is a changed man, and that's why people may feel disappointed. You can charge more, but would people buy it in the numbers? I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think I think one thing we didn't touch on really is commercials and Huddersfield's a difficult sell, isn't it? We were talking. Oh about yeah. That. Off yeah. air, weren't we, about Huddersfield versus Burnley on Sky and we were com- you know, comparing that to, you know, unfavourably to Premier League football fans and would they have tuned in for that and Burnley singing, you know, anti-football, yeah. etc. And Huddersfield's a tough sell and within the town there's not a lot of money swilling around either, is there? And with yeah. Leeds United back in the Premier League, it's an even tougher sell in West Yorkshire because people want uh, their product in front of eyes, don't they? And that's what currently what yeah. Leeds United can offer and we can't, so... Hopefully they go down and you know we can get more. Oh yeah, because you know yeah. double double you know two two wins there. Um, yes, yeah, so Richard Crowther says Dean Cat put five million in a year forever, which is true. Uh, Dag Barnett says he would pay more, but many wouldn't. Sadly, we couldn't build on last season, and Friday night was a stark reminder of that. The problem is a poor season will see season tickets drop irrespective of the price. Yeah, that's another tough balancing act that the club have got yeah. to get in. Uh, it's Lion says, if we were in first position at Christmas, would Dean gamble and buy two top players to get us up automatically? I think he would. He's a shrewd operator. I think if you look back to January 2017, I wouldn't... Yeah, we got Izzy Brown, didn't we? That was a great loan at the time, so he, he went out and got, we got was, Izzy yeah. Brown and Colin Kuana, which I think people can say what they want about Colin Kuana, but he was our top assister in the Did Premier the League, so there we go. Yeah, Definitely. and we'll always have Hillsborough. Exactly, so Colin Colin paid back paid that back tenfold, didn't he? Um, and then finally, Bez says, "Do you think 
the fan base will ever get fed up of having to sell our prize assets. I accept the situation, but it is depressing. Yeah, it, it, I think that's what you were saying, isn't it, Adam? It's it, uh, but, yeah, look, it, it, it's, it, it, it is what it is, selling, but yeah, it is it does, what it is. I, I don't, I, I don't begrudge. Yeah, I, I don't begrudge anyone. Anyone, I don't begrudge Toffolo. I don't begrudge O'Brien. That's, that's that's what they want to do. They want to play in the Premier League, of course they do. You know, anyone who's ever kicked a football wants to play at the highest level, don't they? It's just, um, I, I, I think I'm still, still annoyed about the money we spent while we were in the Premier League. I think we all will be forever. I think Dean is. It, I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, just um. Uh, so it's it's just that 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 case of that we had that bite of the cherry and it was, and we missed. We we dropped the cherry, on on the floor. You know, we didn't we didn't enjoy it. And yeah, it's just five seconds yeah. all turned into yeah, yeah 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 absolutely yeah. But it's yeah. I think it's just it's just a bit disappointing when there's that kind of acceptance of oh well that's just the way it is and that's the way it's always been it's like well come on no. like we, we, you got it's it is just a food chain of football though, isn't it like yeah you know, we see a I mean championship mid-table say it say it elton team. john do it go full yeah. elton john <laughs> <laughs> circle of life go on. it is it is it is the circle of life but like i mean even even mid-table premier league teams I mean, if you've got mm. someone who's better than your football club or the best of your football club there's always a bigger fish there's always a bigger fish, so yeah. Oh, yeah, we sure. are where we are with that, but it's not that's not unique to us. That's not a business model that we did. I mean, Dean knows. I think the best the best thing you works. can say about Dean Johnny is that we we are now a bigger fish now than where where we were when he started, and we're eating oh, we were. we're eating fish oh, that yeah. we weren't before. Are we? I think we, the metaphor is getting lost a little bit, but we are. We are yeah. no longer a guppy. <laughs> we are a a pike or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll go with that. Yeah, we're a nice but, cod. Yeah, exactly. With some chips, yeah. right? Yeah. I think what fans of the offensive would like to know adam is how would woody chris woodall so again cozzy and johnny are probably looking a bit lost here but how would woody cope with dean hoyle and what would his thoughts be perhaps on on working with him obviously it's a far <sighs> listen to it johnny you will I, and you will absolutely love patrick yeah, and the character uh, on, the, hope, on the show i hope your listeners i hope some of your listeners get this otherwise it's, it's this this is just one of them you, definitely man, does really? one of them definitely does mark right, in the okay. comments definitely does <laughs> right okay I think Woody. Um, am I allowed to swear? Yes. It's it's ten to ten in it. I, I can't not swear if I'm if I'm doing a Woody impression. Well, w- Woody's now the CEO of Ashwood City, the pre- fictional Premier League team. But he was sporting director for his whole career. But there's a bit of a spoiler for for this season. But um, I think he'd probably sort of say to Dean, God, I don't know. Actually, it'd be like it'd be like um, I think Dean Oil, would buy him a pint. I think Dean would be like, hello, Chris, um, here's a pint for you, mate. Um, I'll need that money back in a week. And would he be like, where the fuck do you need that back? What do you need the fucking money back for? And then Dean would be like, well, you know, I, I do I do expect it back at some point. He's like, I didn't even want a fucking paint. I didn't want a John Smith. I want a fucking tenants or an iron brew or something like that. I think it would probably be like that. There'd be that sort of arrangement of Dean just... I I, I don't know. I feel like I've, I, I've done a bit of Dean bashing here. I don't want to continue it. <laughs> Through yeah. the Ashwood City, uh, uh, Jarrell you know. Band from Talk takes that chance for. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like, I really like him. I really, really like him. It's just. Nah, um, I think that came out. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, feel, I feel terrible. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know how Woody would feel about it because he's got no, he's got no connection to Huddersfield Town. Um, he's got no connection to anything really. He just, he's just a bit of a, a whirlwind. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, f- fans of uh, fans or listeners of the show would appreciate that, um, <laughs> that little uh, crossover. But yeah. 
Well, yeah. I did I did mention earlier off air, didn't I, that my wife is is Scottish to you. Um, and I did say to I did play the accent to her because I, I did hear something once where you said you get grief off some Scottish people with so many, yeah, yeah. Accent. And obviously she's an Indonesian, so she's she's and she's lived in Edinburgh for a long time. And I played right. it to her, and I went because she's heard my Scottish accent, and I can't yeah. go Scottish without going full Billy Connolly. No one can do it without going full <laughs> Billy Connolly, can we? So I said to her, "How's this accent?" And she went, "Actually, that's pretty good. That that's that's decent. Oh, good. So, oh, so there you go. So oh, from an authentic Scottish person." Yeah. It's better than mine, so you've, you've you. got that one. Bless you. I've, I've had a few. I've had a few. I've had, I've had people think that I was actually Scottish. I've had people say it's the worst they've ever heard, um, and yeah, and it's mostly the latter. But fuck them, you know. They, they want... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. You've got you've yeah. got the seal of approval from uh, yeah, a Fleming. Thank you. I really a Fleming of that. Scotland. So there you That's go. Really nice. <laughs> Um, right, so that I, I was say, have we finished on the the Dean Hoyle stuff, Cosy? Have you got anything more to add on? On anything, I think La Liga's on. Nope, I think we're all good to go out way with that. Has he got? Oh, he's on mute. Not La Liga, England women, mate. Wow, brilliant. Oh, you watching that back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were, oh, we oh let's, 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 let's talk about like England yeah. women. Yeah, it was so um, nice to love football again for 90 plus, well, for 120 minutes. And then I remembered that I was doing this. And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to talk about town. Because I was <laughs> yeah, on an absolute high. I was on an absolute high. It was absolutely fantastic. And it's just been an absolute joy. And I'm so, I think we're all overjoyed, aren't we? And it's just yeah. incredible. Absolutely incredible. My, my other half's a big England fan. And she, she wanted to get tickets for this. And um, <clears throat> she's been trying to get tickets throughout. Um, she she plays football during the weeks so, or oh, she used to play football before she did her ACL during the week and stuff and she's she's sat upstairs and she she cried from the moment they scored the the second goal and I was sat there going they've got this Germany are done don't worry about it and she's sobbing and she sat there with her fingers crossed like this you know she's a huge fan and she sits and when I record this during the football season she's she sits upstairs and puts the WSL on and stuff so she's quite emotionally like I said she's Scottish but you know, she's lived here for 10 years and she's a massive England fan of, you know, England women and she'd cheer for Scotland over England, but that's by the by. But yeah. she's sat up there with her fingers crossed crying and, you know, and, and and it makes me think the impact it'll have, not on on my, my missus, but on other people. And like my little boy sat there playing Nintendo Switch, he's playing Smash Brothers on Nintendo Switch, kicking the crap out of people with his headphones on, he don't care. But, you know, other boys and girls, you know, throughout the country have just seen an England team win a major tournament and I know, it's the, I know it's the women. I know a lot of people will say, well, it doesn't count. It does count. But I understand that the years of hurt thing is, is pretty much a, a guy thing, isn't it? The, the, the men's team went through the penalty shootouts, etc. So it is, it is different. But it doesn't take away from what a, a wonderful sort of moment this is that an England team's won something um, in our lifetimes, which we never thought we'd see. Um, so I'm I'm absolutely delighted. And I just I watched it and I just thought, Leah Williamson is just a phenomenal footballer. Uh, you know, and, and there's quite a few of them are really good. You know, Hemp's really good out wide, and um, the midfielder Walsh. You know, she played. I thought she was really good. Uh, but yeah, Leah Williamson in, in how she steps out and brings the ball out, and it was it's reminiscent to a lot of Rolls Royce centre backs that don't always exist. Like Beckenbauer was the you know was the one wasn't he for Germany, and then Lothar Matthias later on. Who, you know that centre back who used to bring the ball out, and mm. you know maybe Terence Congolo at one point for Town, but you know oh, yeah. and and. A phenomenal, you know, it's 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 a really sort of decent night. I know we've sat here talking about finances, haven't we, Johnny, and and what have you, and and Uddersfield Town being crap again, which is you know which everybody kind of enjoys secretly because that's what we are. But you know, it's um it's a good night, isn't it? The 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 football was, 
you know, women's football's, you know, I'll, I'll argue with anybody, women, women's football's good. And when, and when blokes always go, oh, it's rubbish, it's nothing compared to the men's, I always wonder if these people go watch their under-11s play and sort of go, ah, oh, do you know what, fuck this, Ronaldo would have scored that, I'm going to give it, I'm off. You know what I mean? You, you wonder if they, it's, it's silly to compare the two. Yeah, if, it, if anyone's having a go at women's football after that, they can fuck off. The whole tournament has been fantastic. You know, it's been really refreshing. And I'm going to sound like I'm going to sound like an old man now, but there's been no pissing about on the floor when, and overreacting to challenges. That, of course, you see it now and again in some games, but oh, yes. that little bits, but n- n- a fraction of, of of what of what happens in the men's game, especially at the highest level. Because that, oh. that's 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 embarrassing when you show people oh, like you know people rolling around the other day in a friendly. It's, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's awful. It really, really, really puts me off the sport. But I do it, so, so it was really refreshing to see that. Well, I don't the, know. Adam, the there's been a lot of diving. There's been a there's lot. A, there's a few little I've bits in that final, actually. From, from isn't a there? lot there's, of English um... people are not, so. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. The, the, there are there are bits, but there's not. I feel like they haven't been they haven't been they haven't been overreacting as much and like grabbing their faces when they get hit in oh, the yeah. knee or something like. I just I can't be doing that Neymar crap and all that sort of rolling about. It's just really, I hate when people go. It's part of the game. I just think, oh fuck off. Teach, yeah, yeah. I'll they tell you what's been good for me that the best thing for me is that they've been played in towns and cities that's never been. I talked to someone who lives in Leeds the other week and said it was incredible to see like yeah, 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 yeah. like flooding a town and stuff. But again, people use that as a negative saying, well, they should be playing bigger stadiums and that as well. But to me, I thought I it was positive that they went in other towns. I don't know if you heard what... Um, you, you make a great point there because I don't heard what um, Alex Scott said at the end and I think it was quite poignant. I think she's actually got quite understandably quite emotional about it because she obviously is it's that important to her. Um, but she said that there's a lot of reason people say, well, why is it such a small ground? I'd love to go take it back and get it because it's at Bramall Lane or Jumping and not bigger grounds. Mm. She said it was offered to bigger grounds, but they turned yeah. it down. And it was in 2018 it was offered, they turned it down because they were interested and commercial partners were interested. She said, look yeah. here, it's 87,500 people here. Amazing, and everyone's desperate. Everyone's desperate to get tickets to Bramall Lane. Yeah. People have missed the boat. Football clubs have missed the boat now. And commercial partners have missed the boat because yeah. I don't think they failed to recognise um, how big, I mean, a home Euros, home women Euros um, could be. And it's, uh, it's a shame that's been the case. But hopefully, I mean, this is a bit of a line, a line in the sign, sign moment. And women's football gets a bit of um, the profile it deserves. Not just the WSL, the FA Championship as well. It's a great standard football um rovers my local team now as such and they've got a um a women's football team and a, a great kind of um girls academy as well which is which is fantastic and i've gone to watch plenty of their games with a, with a friend i mean when we get a chance to go and it's it's enjoyable mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good standard of football and that's just one be, step down so I, i'd encourage I mean, I people was, to, uh, to go I should jump in there and say, look, town women are decent as well yeah uh, mm-hmm. if, you fa- if you fancy i think they play on a sunday mostly at stalls hall um, get down there, you know, they're decent, you know, they've got some good players, they've got, you know, Katie Nutter, um, Kate Malin still plays there, and, uh, you know, Brady did an interview quite a while ago with uh, Laura Elford, the striker, she's she's decent as well, and, yeah. you know, get down there, and I think it's I what, think the 50, other thing, 50 Matt, quid well, a season card, you know, go, go yeah, it's, a, it's a refreshing experience to go watch it as well. The, the grounds have not been hijacked by footwits and all, we haven't had people <laughs> snorting lines of coach and a smack into Wembley and stuff, and yeah. Then, yeah. It's been refreshing the crowd. I mean, that anyone who could have been there, like mate. near to tears, that, yeah. that's that last was singing Sweet Caroline. They had her on yeah. before the game, didn't she? Today from Wakefield, like, yeah, 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 from Wakefield. That for me, that's what 
that's what football brings you joy. Not people on trains singing about Jack Walker being dead and snorting coke on the train from Leeds to Huddersfield. This yeah. is proper support. Like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's lasses like I've gone out from work tonight that are, they're that getting drunk, they're going nuts, karaoke bars. I, it just charms me because I just know that if it had been men's, it had just been something of daft to the happened, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just been, the whole thing has been brilliant, man, from the coverage to the different commentators to the different things. And I'd love the people that couldn't take it, though. Some of the men with it, Ian absolutely great, dinosaur it? views. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And it's like, and it, they've got quieter and quieter and quieter than that as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's football and football's, football's for everyone, man. It's not absolutely. For, just for men, not for women. It's for anyone, man. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. And that, if, again, going back to town, if you watch the, uh, that new championship program and that as well, that, you know, the, the stuff they were doing with Danny Schofield before with the foundation, did you see that? footage and that as well that was sensational man it like made me proud that we get involved with stuff like that no one owns football man it's for everyone and everyone should be proud tonight but honestly the dinosaur views is a generation that when everyone's kind of gone them dinosaurs mate this will be part of the course women's football oh yeah for stay. sure i read they said that it was the biggest biggest attendance in a european European Championships game ever, wasn't it, tonight? Do you know, men's, do you know Adam? Men's I, or women's? I did, I did say, because I, I was lucky enough to get to the final last year, England versus Italy. Um, right. And I was also lucky that I was the opposite end of the stadium where all the trouble was, so I, I didn't know anything had gone until the end. And I did mm. quip to Rachel, my other half, and she went, oh, it's the biggest one ever. And I went, not sure about that, Rachel. There were about 110,000 there last year when we went down to watch them against Italy. But it was... It, right. It, 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 honestly, it was, like Cosy says, it, it's... Just good to see them having fun. And what my favourite moment was the girl who scored the winner, Chloe Kelly, when she scored. And she was so excited when they were interviewing her afterwards that they're all of teammates with Sarah singing and celebrating that halfway through the she interview. She just, she, she just went through the microphone down and went to singing with them, didn't she? And join in. Oh, brilliant. So stuff right. like that would just... Yeah, yeah, cool. enjoy it. Love it. Incredible. Love it. Women's football on the up, and it is good to see. Um, yeah. Right, so finally, uh, let's have a look at the comments before we move to our last bit and Mark Harrison is the one who listens to the offensive as well Adam and he says all oh, right okay has Hello, Woody Mark. got has Woody had the same has ha- I can't even see it has Woody had some banter from Jess since the playoff final because she is a Forest fan isn't she she's very she good is, as well yeah. at the role she yeah does. yeah she's yeah she's a, she's very much a Forest fan I I went I was her guest in the director's box last season for our defeat in the FA Cup that was the sort of start of the end, really. But um, uh, yeah, there's been a, there's been a, yeah 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 there's <laughs> been a, there's been a lot a lot of a lot of stuff on our WhatsApp chat. I'm not I'm not best pleased with her, especially after you know Toffs and, and O'Brien. But um, I'll I'll plug our Patreon and say uh, if he's not already a Patreon to check out the latest behind the scenes episode where we discuss it in detail. Um, yeah, there you go. Patreon.com forward slash Ashwood City. Got to get it in. I've got to get it in. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about them in a minute as well. So Richard Crowther says, um, oh, we'll move on from that. They're on, on about Town Lager as well. Magic Rock. So it's all about Magic Rock. And then Richard Hookies put, loved every minute of the tournament. I, I even cheered on Northern Ireland. I've got a mate who's from Belfast, so I always cheer mm. Northern Ireland on as well. And it was good to see them get there. And and I know they took a bit of a hammering, didn't they, from England at one point. But they did quite well up until the floodgates opened. So hopefully yeah. the, the emerging nations, if you like, and it's a little bit rugby league to say that. And there's a rugby league World Cup at the end of this year as well, which should be fun as well for yeah. anybody that doesn't know. But, you know, it's good to see the emerging nations like Northern Ireland get, you know, showcased as well. And hopefully the likes of them and the others will, will continue and the game will get stronger. So, um, and next time, idiots like me will make sure they get tickets before the before it starts <laughs> rather than trying to get it, you know, before, yeah. as, as it goes on. But there we go. That's my fault. Um, the last bit. So you mentioned the Patreon 
um, Adam, about the offensive. So mm. I'll, I'll be honest. I saw you plug this on Down at the Mac. All um, oh, right. Years ago. And yeah. this is, so this is how I was aware of you because I remember at the same time you, you mentioned you wanted to start a, a town podcast and then you, you kind of got in on this, didn't you, instead? Um, yeah. And so it was there. So it's always been on my mind. And I'll be honest, I didn't get round to it for ages because I work from home. Um, don't leave the house. I didn't leave the yeah. house. And then I thought, right, shit, I've got fat here. I need to I need to go to the gym and do things. And I thought, right, I'm going to search for something to listen to. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to listen to this for ages. And I listened to it while I was in the gym at first. And, you know, you listen to sort of the, the transfer one at the start, isn't there, and, and other bits. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I think it really sort of hit, ignited with me, sort of, I think it was when the the owner the for Johnny's interest listening and the owner of the this fictional football club's called Patrick Nolan and it's brilliant it's brilliantly acted isn't it the the voice acting it's it's so it's it's really yeah. funny yeah, and, he, and he's really tight it's you know he's an Etonian but he's tight so it's like a a paradox and it? it's sort of like a paradox mm. thing it's really funny and um, the bit which made it and I was like oh lads you've got to listen to this was when he's in the stand. And there's a fan turns around and starts singing to him in the, his name is Nolan, he is a wanker. And it's just yeah. that bit there. It just, I just thought, this is brilliant, is this? And um, I, I was like, I sent it to my mate Josh, and I was like, Josh, listen to this. It's really funny. And and two weeks later, I was like, have you listened to that yet? And he's like, yeah, I'm on episode 72. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, that's so nice. It's like, so lovely. And, like, and he's like, mate, you need to listen to this song for Africa and, and stuff like this. And, you know, it's... It's really fun, you know. I'm getting way ahead of stuff, but for like people like Johnny, who's who's interested, I can tell he's interested. Uh, but just tell us how it Absolutely. came about. I followed, them. I followed it. It's on my. It's in my library. I think yeah, he's. Are you wearing an Ashwood? I don't know if that's an Ashwood. I am. Shirt. Yeah, I am yeah. indeed available now at the club shop. Oh, I'm reversed. <laughs> I'm reversed. Yeah, there we go. This it's is the third kit. Yeah, it's Blackout the third, third kit. kit. Yeah. But just yeah, tell yeah. us. Just tell us about how it sort of came about and. Yeah. Yeah. Happily. Um. It was it basically the offensive is the thick of it set in the boardroom of a fictional Premier League team, and we react to that week's goings ons in the Premier League, if you will, and the football world. Um, Joe Lemery, who is my production partner, he writes the scripts. He used to work in football, and uh, he's got his finger on the pulse, and he's so he writes these amazing scripts weekly. We're now on uh, the first episode of season five drops on Monday the 8th of August and it's our fifth and final season because in the show the ownership have a five-year plan and we wanted to see that through it follow it doesn't follow too much on the pitch it follows the uh, sporting director the head of communications and the chief executive Patrick Nolan who is a very lovable uh, idiot of of a leading role I play the character sporting director called Chris Woodall who's a very fiery uh, sweary Scotsman who's a bit of a uh, student of the game and Helena Doughty plays Jess Tate, who's head of communications, who has to sort of mop up all the shit afterwards, uh, sometimes quite literally. And um, yeah, we sort of, um, we wanted to create something that um, didn't just single out specific fan bases. We were like, if we offend everyone equally, then no one's going to get too angry because it'd be easy to just, you know, slag off Everton, slag off Arsenal, whoever's, you know, doing crap at the moment. But yeah, we started in 2018. And um, we've, we've, we've been through a lot since then. I've been through a lot personally since then. And um, the show has really blossomed. It's, um, our listenership went through the roof when we signed, signed on to Stack, who produced the Football Ramble. Um, and so we're on their network. And yeah, a, a fifth and final season coming up. Um, 
I've heard it's bingeable. I don't know because obviously I don't listen to it because I edit it. I direct, uh, act in it and I edit it. So I'm not going to be caught dead binging it myself because I've listened to it to each episode about 20 times by default. But uh, yeah, and we've had a, a second show called Jackie the Ripper, uh, which, which has done quite well. And a recent show, yeah, yeah, good. Re- recent show that we released um, a month or so ago now uh, called Boom, which is a drama about the fall of Enron in the states and that's that's doing quite well we've 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 won we've won like awards for our shows we've done we're always quite quite high up in the apple podcast charts and both joel and i are not very we're not very good at talking about our show we would quite like someone else to do it for us it always feels a bit but it, but it's our job now and we have to push it you have to push it through word of mouth and matt i genuinely really appreciate you telling people to, to because i think <laughs> I, I think it takes a few episodes to get into it it's it's kind of the anti-archers we didn't it's, want yeah ten, we didn't want we didn't want everything yeah we didn't want everyone everything to be very pronounced and very softly spoken we wanted everything we wanted it to feel like you're, it's a fly on the wall it's a mockumentary so it's all scripted it's not it's not um it's not a studio chat show it is it's, it's a it's a it's a drama it's but it's it's a, it's a comedy it's an out and out comedy and you know some people some people really take to it some people it's not their thing but you know we're on to we're on to episode 153 i think now so it's um yeah, plus a lot of specials that we have um, behind closed doors on the Patreon. And this season, we actually have uh, additional episodes that are set within the Champions League. So we've got uh, a bit of a European uh, flavour to this season, as well as it being the final one for us as well. Do you do, do you voice the, the Dutch manager as well? Is that you? I don't know. I don't know. It's a Dutch actor called Isn't... Alan who knows who knows nothing about football. He's, he's incredible and he's so good, but he's he knows nothing about football. Set, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. He's he's sort of a Louis Van Hal, but with the volume turned up, really. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've had we've had we've had cameos from Chris Kamara. Um, uh, Peter Drury did a twelve-minute recording for us once, which was just amazing. Uh, Peter Drury, who has John Champion, uh, Sven Goran Eriksson was the coach for a while, and he lent his voice. We actually had people thought it was me doing a Sven impression. I was like, no, that's actually Sven. Like we had to get a video of him to prove it was him, and. Yeah, so it's 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 sort of all the ups and downs. You can kind of live vicariously through this through this club, and um, yeah, you can it, it, a bit of nostalgia as well. You can go back and hear when Huddersfield were in the Prem, and of course they beat Ashwood. Uh, I, I, made, I I wouldn't record unless Town got a win over Ashwood City, but yeah. So. Yeah, it is quite funny. There's a, there's a lot of there's a quite a few early references, isn't there? And then Huddersfield, obviously Huddersfield get relegated, and Ashwood City are a Premier League club out there, so it, it yeah. fades away. But there are a few little funny things in there. There's there's a, there's a there's another thing I think made me laugh was a, a reference to somebody liking dogs on the Leeds United internet forum, which was quite funny. And you could see silly little silly little things like that. And I think it was Kieran Broom, wasn't it, with the the dog and the coat, the head, the new coach, wasn't it? And he's like, oh, it's yeah, dogs. and it's like, yeah, 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 on his yeah, front yeah. seat of his car. You know, there's, it's. I know I'm kind of, yeah. there's a lot of people who haven't listened. They'll be like, what's he on about? And yeah, there's you, a, I think we get a, a, a broad spectrum of comedy. I think there's stuff in there for people who find the topic of dog shagging funny. And <laughs> mostly, it's, it's quite it's quite a clever. It's quite a clever satirical yeah. look at football, really. There's, there's usually a deeper meaning to most things that are going on. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's some finance stuff in there. There's there's some very underhanded financial stuff as well, Johnny. That you know, as a finance guy, that you will obviously like as well, because the um, the guy who uh, the the guy who ends up owning the club is is uh, very interesting, shall we say? So yeah, oh, it's yeah. a recommendation from me. I'd, I've listened Thank to you, to all three. I've listened to Jackie the Ripper, which I actually stopped listening to the offensive to listen to that all the way through because it's just two all seasons. Right. And I liked I liked that. It was interesting. It was different, you know, to what mm. I've done before. And it was but it was quite interesting. And I knew who it was at the start 
and then yeah and then but it was just it still kept going um yeah and, Bo- yeah. and boom's very different isn't it to what you've done yeah. it's it's a lot more i don't want to say polished because it's not but it's it's, no, very but di- it's produced yeah, differently it's, isn't it yeah it with... is we wanted to make sure that it had a different sound to it i spent a long time editing that it took me eight months to make mm. those six episodes and it um it's very, very. We wanted it to have a sort of a, a premium feel, because um, the offensive is sort of fly on the wall mockumentary. If, if you know, there's yeah. a lot of times where Joel and I'll be recording um, a dialogue in the car, or you know, just like shit. I've got to find a quiet corner and just record a bit down. But boom was all very much we recorded in the studio. We had, um, you know, I was directing sort of award-winning actors and my, my friend Amari Douglas who was in It's a Sin, uh, Sharon D. Clark who's an Olivier winner and. Uh, Aki Katabi has been in Mad Men. So it was like, I was working with these, you know, a phenomenal cast. And I will say that the, the shows that we work on, we're so blessed to have such phenomenal cast members involved as well. So it's an absolute joy. And I'm I'm very fortunate that it's, it's you know, it's how I am a living now. And, and Joel and I are sort of giving it a good go, you know, and just seeing, seeing how we get on. But I think, um, I think a, a lot of it re- revolves around, um, word of mouth so i really appreciate that mate even in this day and age of social media all it takes is someone to go oh you should check it out and i feel like you should give it give it a few episodes and then see if it's your thing and if 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 you like it you're in for a good ride because there's a lot a lot of uh, a lot of laughs to be had for sure well mark mark on online here saying the offensive is brilliant well worth a binge listen and and i binged it quite quickly through because i was going to the gym every day i know i don't like you i did genuinely go to the gym every day and uh, the episodes are like 20 minutes aren't they ish yeah yeah 30 so they're quite short so you can kind of get three or four in when you go somewhere and and yeah it's 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 funny it's 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 genuinely really funny so it's um i recommend it to to everyone but i also say you've got to give it the first 10 episodes because i think yeah um, Yeah. without being rude or anything i think that's probably when you lose most because I think around about 10, 11, it hooks you in more um, because yeah. you get to know the characters, you get to sort of get to know. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think you focus more on the main three, don't you? As it goes on yeah. and at first yeah. it's quite a lot, isn't there going on at first? But, yeah, yeah. We were learning on the job a bit and the, the, the first yeah. sort of three or four episodes, when we listen back to it, we're, we cringe and we're like, oh shit, we, should we take them down? Like, no, we can't because <laughs> it introduces the characters, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things isn't it yeah but thank you mate i appreciate you letting me um plug the shows and that and really appreciate that no it's thank good it's, it's good fun and hopefully we'll have you on again someday yeah, and, you know we'll, we'll be more we'll probably probably practice those uh, little impressions maybe <laughs> probably, I'll probably tell give you, you more you, than 20 minutes need, notice next yeah, time <laughs> you, need, you, 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 you need joel to write it i'm i'm a, i'm just a vessel i just he's he's the brains <laughs> of the operation yeah, I don't know what I am, but he's the brains for sure. Yeah, the voice. Yeah, but no, that's great. So thanks to everybody who's who's tuned in online. You know, uh, you can find the offense. Where can you find the offensive? Uh, the offensive. We've got two Twitter handles. We've got the uh, at the offensive pod, which is our podcast Twitter, which is very much just like new episode out. We've got at Ashwood City, which is the actual club Twitter account. So we run the Twitter like a Premier League football club with awkward goal gifts, faux pas. Um, you know, lots, lots of silly bits and bobs on there. So, and all the links are on there as well. AshwoodCity.com uh, for the club shop. We uh, run the club shop. We have first away and third kits, beanies, mugs, the whole lot. And um, yeah, and the patron as well for any fans of the show want um, who want some behind the scenes content and access to loads more episodes as well. So that's patreoncom City. Cheers, Matt. Yeah, no worries. Uh, and that's it for us. So. 
you know, hopefully, you know, we've got Birmingham on the horizon this coming week and hopefully there's more. And again, remember, that's a Friday night because Birmingham City didn't know that the Commonwealth Games was being hosted in Birmingham until last week. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so there you go. That There's there's an Ashwood City plot line for you, isn't it? But, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so, so just bear in mind, don't get caught short by that. I don't think it's on Sky either. So, you know, I'm sure you'll find a way to listen to that uh, via Radio Leeds or other methods because he usually flies to Spain, don't you, and watches it over in Spain and I follow and jets back for the day. Um, nice. It doesn't really, but he has his methods. He's not listening. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in. So thanks, guys. I'm going to roll in the final credits. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight Hands on Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily every shall be a memory so town play up and bring that cup back to Huddersfield so town play up and bring the cup back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget, share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.